You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 108. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. What does Santa Claus and breaking the cycle, how do they go together? And I promise you by the end of this episode, you'll be able to see how they go together because When you're trying to break the cycle of the past, you are looking at your beliefs. You're looking at your unconscious beliefs that you don't even know that you've been believing. And looking at something as like Santa Claus, some belief that's kind of out there that's told to you and deconstructing that will bring up some of those unconscious beliefs that you didn't know you have. And then you can look at it and decide intentionally If you want to still have that same belief and you very well may want to hold on to that belief or if you want to change it and then intentionally go about changing what you think and believe about certain things in your life. I am so excited to be doing this episode and I also talked about Santa Claus in the previous episode because actually I wanted to do both these episodes a year ago and I kind of held back, probably because I cared about what other people thought. Yeah, that, that is usually the reason, because I cared what other people thought. And I'm doing, finally I'm doing these two episodes, and today's episode is about Santa Claus, or St. Nicholas, or Father Christmas, and race, gender, and sexual orientation. And the title of this episode, Santa's Black Y'all, is inspired by a book I read a long time ago, it's called Nurture Shock, and it was written by Poe Bronson and Ashley Merriman. And there was a prompt in there where they ta- there was a chapter on race, and they talked about the idea with children that Santa Claus could, in fact, be black. And why not? And I asked myself that question when I became a parent, and I, as a non-Christian and a person of color, Santa Claus was going to play a role in raising our daughter. And we decided, okay, we're going to allow her to believe in Santa Claus. So I'm going to share with you today as a person that was not raised as a Christian, as a person of color, how I went through kind of the process of, and I continue to do it today, how we go about Santa Claus in our household. And the idea is not that this is how you should have Santa Claus in your household. No. Each person needs to decide that for themselves. However, when I share with you, my hope is that only that it kind of gets you thinking and you then intentionally decide to handle it. And some of the ways that I handle it in my household Maybe it'll jar something, be like, oh, maybe I could do this instead, or maybe I can handle it my family this way. And you might get new ways of handling Santa Claus. And the thing is, why is this so important? And so while, yes, it's about breaking that cycle, here's what's happening that's creating that cycle. Our brain is going to be so influenced by images. We for a really long period of our childhood, don't really understand words and context. We get a lot of information visually, and we continue to do so into adulthood. So by the time we can actually really read maybe thought-provoking articles or books, there are years and years where we still take in information from images, 
from messaging that have nothing to do with words. So, so much of how our perspective and our beliefs come together is going to be through images. And Santa Claus is only one part of those images and messages that we get. Santa Claus is no different than the beauty industry, than the perfume industry, than the clothing industry. And I'll take the beauty industry because I think that maybe we can see this a little bit clearly in the beauty industry. It's a huge industry. And for a long time, and it's changing today, for a long time, the beauty industry had set a standard around what is beautiful. They had decided this is the standard. And there was a certain type of type of model that represented beauty products. There was a certain type of model that represented a certain body type. And now we see more and more differences and diversity in the way what what people consider beautiful. It's no longer kind of this quote unquote, you know, white skin, blonde haired, blue eyes. Beauty is now expanding the definition. And that is such a great thing. And the same thing is true with Santa Claus. Santa Claus There has been a standard that's been established that generosity is associated with the image that we put out there of Santa Claus. And today, the images in the mass media, all of that, it's kind of hard to get away with, is that it's a senior citizen who is of size and he's white. And that is the image that we have of Santa Claus. That is the image that we continue to see all throughout our childhood, even if you're not growing up in a Christian country. That is the image of Santa Claus that you see. And so it's no different of seeing models in the beauty industry and the fashion industry and telling us what the standard is for beautiful as now Santa Claus is telling us what the standard is for generosity. And here's the thing. You are going to be influenced by messages. You're going to be influenced by those commercials that you see on the internet when you are on social media. All of those things are there to influence you. And if you can be aware and kind of accept that, yeah, these images influence me, then you won't be so susceptible to those kind of the messages that they're sending you. So when I look at something and I say, oh, wow, you know, this person's beautiful. I am now aware that that's a definition that's being given to me. And I'm okay with that. And and it's being conscious of it that helps me break kind of that belief that I have around certain things. And so what I want to offer you right there is that it's not that the messaging has to stop. You know, get rid of your social media, stop with certain advertisements out there because When we're trying to control the rest of the world and trying to stop everything that's happening, we can we still we feel out of control because you can't control all of that messaging. But what you can do, and this is going to be so powerful for yourself and for the next generation, if you have children, is to be able to critically look at those messages in a conscious way. It doesn't mean that you look at every single message and you go, okay, I'm going to deconstruct it. But you get an idea of what something is telling you and you have intentionally decided, okay, this is the message they're sending me. It's okay. That's what's out there. And now I'm going to think about it differently. And so the common thing to to deal with with Santa Claus, there's a lot of background noise. I apologize for that. The common thing to do with Santa Claus, because there is all this messaging, is we decide we're going to tell 
our children that Santa Claus is not real. And that that's a story that's fake, that's been told, and that we think that by doing that, we'll somehow prevent all of the messaging out there that generosity is associated with an older white male. And then that's it. That's the work that we, that, that resolves it when in fact the messaging continues again. It'll continue in their life and it'll continue in other forms like the beauty, like the fashion industry. They'll get all these different kind of messages. So what I decided to do in my family is see Santa Claus as an opportunity to have an awareness about race, gender, and sexual orientation. And it can be other marginalized groups as well as an opportunity to continuously think for yourself about the messaging that's around you. Instead of just saying Santa Claus is just some message that's fake that's out there, I can help plant a seed around thinking about any sort of information, story, history that is told to you and looking at it with a somewhat critical way, thinking about it for yourself. Because ultimately, when you're thinking about this for children, that's what you want them to do. You want them to be able to think for, for themselves. So I decided to look up the history of St. Nicholas, and this is particularly interesting because I have had the story of Santa Claus the messaging in two different ways. One is in my childhood, growing up in the United States, Santa Claus and there's uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and he's in a sleigh and he flies in the sleigh. And then in my early adulthood, I moved to the Netherlands and here they celebrate St. Nicholas. It's earlier in December and they have a different story and they have a different, you know, he comes on a boat, he comes from Spain, and then there he has helpers that are people with dark skin. So it's representing Moorish people, which is North Africa. And part of the tradition in this part of Europe is to have white people paint their faces black. And it's called Swartabit, and it means Black Peter. And and so when I saw that story, which as a person of color, it was really, it really kind of prompted me to say, hey, what is the story? So I looked it up and, and it is really fascinating when you go back and you can see how the form of St. Nicholas has changed from so many centuries and how the story that we have today and the messaging we have today is so vastly different from the original story. And I'm not going to go into the whole history. There are plenty and plenty of books about St. Nicholas being a Christian man, becoming a bishop who lived in present-day Turkey, and he did generous things. And then that's basically all we know. And then all of the stories that kind of came from that, because he was a popular saint all throughout Europe, it served a purpose at a time when Throughout the centuries, there was so much big events that, quote unquote, I want to say force people to change the form of honoring St. Nicholas. And so then what we're left with today is a form of that. And that has also evolved over, I want to say the last 80 years, has evolved to serve our purpose today. And some of it is, is commercialism, capitalism. 
then today we're left with this definition of generosity, and we may not be conscious of that definition. Just like we're not maybe conscious of a definition of beauty, having a different beauty standard from those images, from television, magazine, that has given us a bias towards what we think beauty is or what we think beautiful is. And now, unconsciously, we then associate generosity and goodness with a white male who's straight. And that has to do with the imaging that Santa Claus in the U.S., there's a Mrs. Claus. And we, when we don't kind of bring it up, bring it to the forefront of our mind and see that we can have this definition of generosity and we so automatically link it to a type of person that we see because if you question it, do you automatically link it to anything outside of that, outside of Santa Claus? Do you automatically link it to a black man, generosity? Do you automatically link it to a gay brown person? And that's the type of where you can bring it up to your conscious and say, okay, I have had this messaging, it influences me, and it's okay. And you can know it influences you, and then you can make an intentional belief, an intentional adjustment into your definition of generosity. And this is where it comes into play for me, and I'm going to share with you what I do in the household to kind of shake up that definition to counterbalance the so much messaging that my child is going to see around Santa Claus. So the way I counterbalance the inundated messages is I decided to share the facts. So St. Nicholas was indeed a man that existed a long time ago, and he did good deeds. And throughout history, we've honored him. And now today, people have honored him by being generous in different forms, not only in gift giving. Because although you can link generosity to maybe a type of person, you can also expand your definition of what generosity it is. And you see that today so much. People give not in the form of a gift or a present. They give it in their time. They give it in charity work. And bringing up those stories in our household has helped kind of expand that generosity isn't just a gift you get, a toy you get. And then we take it a step further by going into, and this is age appropriate, into your child's world at what age. And my child is, you know, in the drawing, coloring age. And when we draw and we draw generosity, it isn't always starting with the image of present-day Santa Claus. Generosity can be in different forms. You can draw generosity in different forms and talk about why you drew something. So I will draw something next to my daughter drawing something, and I will draw it you know, during Christmas time, and that'll be my form of generosity, creating my definition of generosity. Also, she colors. So whenever we get the Christmas coloring book and there's images of Santa Claus, I will color in Santa Claus as a brown person. So see, Santa is black, y'all. So I will color 
Santa Claus as a person of color. And I could even notice that the messaging was so strong because when I started to do this, my child was like, wait, that's not Santa Claus. She she would question, (laughs) Um, well, why is he brown? And so that was an opportunity, age appropriate, to explain that Santa Claus existed and now today generosity is honored in different ways by people, that somebody carries on and continues this tradition of generosity and that we don't actually know if it's a he or she. We don't know if he's gay or straight. We don't know the color of his or her skin. And so that is an opportunity to have kind of those discussions in their world and to be consistent about it and to kind of expand that definition where eventually this year, my daughter started coloring Santa Claus as a person of color. Even though there's all this inundated, even though at their school, St. Nicholas is coming to her school as a white man, she can see that as an opportunity to create her own story about generosity, that there's a story outside and there's those messages and somebody else has created it and she herself can create a story around generosity. And I'm going to wrap it up here by thanking you so much for your time because I went over my usual like 10 to 11 minutes. This subject is so important to me and I would, and there are a million different ways to define generosity, the form it comes in. And I would love to know how you go about explaining Santa Claus in your family. And please leave it in the comments. And I look forward to reading them. And I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.